Sisters Talk Brothers is a spoiler-filled podcast about the TV show Supernatural. Music credit goes to Hans Adam and their song in the Creative Commons called Paint the Sky. Driver picks the music, Shotgun shuts his cake hole. On with the show. Hello, world! Hi, world. How's it going? There's just too many things too precious for you. Too many, too many things. Too many things for you to handle. You just want to curl up on a little ball and say, hug me. Because it's all so hard. We know. We know. They don't know. But we sisters know. How you doing, Hannah? I'm doing pretty good. It's a little chilly up here in the attic, but... I'll live. It's nice and toasty warm in this living room that is so nice and echoey, but I didn't feel like carrying a 20-pound computer <laughs> Yeah, upstairs. I don't blame you there. I don't blame you there. I just had to carry my laptop up here. It wasn't that heavy. My wife required the more portable computers this evening, so here we are. One cold, one warm, one portable one stationary. <sighs> it's almost and all poetic. of you here with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so nice. Well, Hannah, as you know, and as our listeners, of course, know, we always decide to talk about something before we talk about the thing we came to talk about. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like a, uh, we need to, you can't just go into Ease the into meat of the episode. Gotta ease into it. You gotta delay the inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do we really want to talk about this episode? I don't know. Like, let's test the waters first. Let's see if we're in a conversating mood. Yeah. You know? Um, and I left it up to you, once again, to decide what we were talking about, because, I don't know, I'm lazy and I want you to work for this. You're busy <laughs> and you want me to work for this. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> You just can't go with a joke. You gotta make sure my feelings are <laughs> mollified. I do. I do. So, Which is the opposite of what I think you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite of what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about today is sibling fights. Now, when it comes to you and I, I can only remember one fight ever. And it was when we were wrestling in the kitchen floor over a box of Rice Krispies because I wanted them and you didn't want me to have them because my blood sugar was high or something. And I was very, very upset about it. Huh. I don't remember this. (laughs) That's the only fight I remember. But at first when you said us fighting over Rice Krispies, all I could think was, why the fuck would I fight over Rice Krispies? <laughs> but no, no, you didn't it makes want sense. them. You were trying to keep them from me. Yes, I was trying to protect you from yourself. That makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. But that's the only fight I can think of between you and I. Our brother, though, I have fought with him on many occasions. Um, But between you and I, that's the only fight I can remember. Yeah. 
Can you remember any other fights we've had? Um, I'm sure at some point there must have been me saying, like, girl, you're making bad choices with your life. Valid, valid. <laughs> and you being like, valid. I don't care, it's my life. And then me saying, yep, you're right. <laughs> I'll <laughs> leave you to it. <laughs> um, No, I can't think of any time I've really f- fought with you. Um. I do feel guilty for, I played this prank on both you and our brother at separate times where I said I would pay you guys if you did a chore for me, like, you know, clean my room or something. Mm-hmm. And you both fell for it like a pair of gullible dweebs who, of course, would believe your big sister because she's your fucking big sister yeah. and you should trust her. And then I turned around and gave you guys like a nickel. For doing the work. And I was like, what? I said I'd pay you. I didn't say how much. Oh, that is mean. I know. To this day, I break my own heart for how much I broke, like, that bond of trust. (laughs) Because, Hannah, if I've never said I'm sorry for that, I'm so (laughs) sorry. it's, It's legit one of the meanest things I've ever done in my life. Especially because it's a mean thing I did intentionally. I mean, as far as, you know, the seven deadly sins go, it's not that bad. It's me. My heart literally aches every time I think of the fact that, yes, that is that is a shitty thing I have done to both. I, I didn't just do it once. <laughs> <laughs> I did it the first time. And I was like, that worked really great. Can't pull it again on that one. <laughs> but I've got a second one. Well, I'm uh, glad yeah. our parents Let didn't me... have more children. Like, you would just sort of <laughs> continued this life of crime. <sighs> I would have become an amazing con person. And, you know... Uh, con artist, I guess, is the actual term. Yeah, yeah, con artist. Which is supposed to be something my Zodiac sign is good at, but we've talked about Zodiacs. Yeah, we, we've been there, done that. That was totally a whole week ago. All right, tell me what we're talking about this time. Well, Hannah, would you like to hear it in Finnish, Brazil, French, German, Polish, Italian, or Hungarian? Well, let's start at the top. (laughs) Well, Hannah, let's get into Season 2, Episode 15. Finnish. Uskomatomia Hutuja. Brazil. Exagerado. French. Frère ennemi. German. Tricks und Legenden. Polish. <laughs> Naipra Dobodomne History. Italian. <laughs> Story Incredibili. Hungarian. Asvemfenivesto. Open your eyes. <laughs> English! Around you. Tall tales! It's a beautiful life. <laughs> that was something. That was something. That was something. <laughs> Alright. Do you want that recap? Hannah, I am aching for that recap. Alright. Saving family, hunting business, the people things. <gasps> 
I then love you so much. Shots of the boys being little shits to each other. Just like every single scene of them being little shits to each other. All the pranks <laughs> and some bitch jerk thrown in for good measure. That yeah, is our all recap. All the pranks, all the names, all the little inside jokes, and jaunty music to take mm-hmm. the cake. Yeah, they let you know straight off the gate. This is not your usual somber, angsty boys. Oh no. These are them goofy boys. <laughs> These are the goofy boys. These are the, the goofy ones. Um, Hannah? Yes, Kendall? This recap did make me long for the day when we will be expert enough that we can identify which episode it is just based off of Sam's haircut. <laughs> Yeah, because we saw like sixteen different iterations of the Sam do, mm-hmm. the good days and all those bad ones. Whew, whew! We're finally getting into a little bit of it's calming down. It's not as frenetic as it was end of season one, beginning of season two, but we still got a long ways to go before the moose, the moose mane. Yes. Sure. Yes. Well, Hannah, our episode begins with just a man walking up to a college building at night, and he sees this lovely lady just buckling her shoe, and he asks her, like, hey, are you lost? And she's like, oh, I'm here to see you. And this man should have been immediately suspicious Because this woman is in nothing but heels and a lacy dress out at night in the cold. Mm -hmm. This man is wearing a scarf and you can see his fucking breath. And he's just like, oh, you're here to see me? Oh, you're in one of my classes? That makes sense. I have so many students. I can't keep track. You know, (laughs) people wander up to me in the middle of winter in their underwear all the time. You know, the polar bear club's a big thing around here. It's a daily occurrence. You know. Dime a dozen. Well, at first he's like, I'm too busy. But she's like, no, I insist. And he's like, well, since you're nice, wink, wink. Ugh. Uh, but they go upstairs and he's like, so tell me about your paper. And she's like, oh, actually, no. <laughs> Sorry, I was actually just trying to like get in your pants. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I was wondering why you were risking hypothermia to get up in here. Ah. And he weirdly opens the window. It's, you know, half something to do with your hands, I guess. Anyways, Mm -hmm. he's not put off by this young woman who came up here to very unsubtly seduce him. And he does what's possibly the most skeevy way of doing this. He's all... I'm going to respect you as a woman. You know, I get your attraction. It's understandable at your age, you know, and the the limited notoriety I have around here. And, you know, he plays the good guy before assaulting her face with his hands. I just respect you too much to take advantage of you. Well, as they're kissing, her face starts to decay, and he, you know, they, there's a break in the kissing, and he's like, oh my god, and starts moving away, and she's like, oh, don't you like me? Don't you want me anymore? And 
I mean, let's be real, Hannah. She's still a hot ghost. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's a hot ghost. I'm pretty sure he's only backing away because he's so intimidated at, like, how powerful his boner is. (laughs) He's like, oh, God. I I liked you before, but this is is too much. Oh, I didn't know I was into necrophilia. Oh, I am learning things about myself tonight. I was not prepared. (laughs) Well, anyways. Scene fades. We go outside, and the janitor's leaving the building. And as he walks away, you hear it. And he turns around, there is a body behind him. And he's like, oh. Huh. Huh. And the whole (laughs) world should immediately know, ooh, we have our our monster person thingy. This is the, I don't want to say bad guy, but the bad guy? (laughs) Um... Inquiring minds would like to know who played the professor. Um, Professor Arthur Cox. Professor Arthur Cox was played by Barclay Hope, who's been in Riverdale, Teen Wolf, Prison Break, and one of the Final Destination movies. Oh, Hannah. Hannah, this just confirms my belief of the scene. Mm -hmm. His name is Professor Cox. Yes, he discovered a brand new power in his cock that has attracted ghosts, and it killed him. It killed him for the cocks. Stop it. Our ghostly co-ed was played by Tara Wilson, who's been in Smallville, Once Upon a Time, and Ashton Kutcher's Butterfly Effect. Okay, she looked familiar. I have seen quite a bit of Once Upon a Time. Mm Mm-hmm. She didn't play Red. I would have recognized Red. No, she wasn't Red. She was Ruth. Was she? Who? Ruth. I I don't remember Ruth from the from the show, but all right, all right. It's a week later. The boys are in town investigating. Walk away by James Gang is playing while Sam is doing research and gets on to Dean for eating on his bed. (laughs) No, I don't mind. What is like the most sibling shit uttered on this show so far. I mean, come on. That's that's totally... He's that, eating uh, chili fries, and they look so I good. I couldn't tell what he was watch- eating. It looked horrible. It was chili fries, and it looked good, okay? It's like brown mush. <laughs> but no, uh, saying no, I don't mind is up there with, I said I'd pay you, but you didn't ask how much. <laughs> yeah. Dean asks how research is going, and Sam snaps back that it'd go better if he had his laptop. And could you please turn down the radio? Can you turn that down, please? Yeah, Dean absolutely. says sure, but turns it up instead. Sam tells him to just leave, and Dean says he'd be more than happy, but his car's messed up. Sam starts to say that he had nothing to do with it when there's a knock at the door. I told you I have nothing to do with it. It's Bobby coming to save them from themselves. They all sit down for the boys to tell Bobby what's been going on. Uh, Hannah, this, this, this hurt me. This hurt you? It hurt me. Tell me why. On two different fronts. Because, one, nobody offers this man a holy water-laced beverage. Mm -mm. Nobody. They, they literally just, he just, they just tell the demons. They just let him in. (sighs) They just let him in. No salt, no holy water, no... Demon traps. Nothing. Just and Bobby doesn't oh, even yes. get onto them he, for it. Yeah, 
They've also just recently dealt with shapeshifters, and they're still like, oh yes, we completely trust that this entity before us is definitely the Bobby. <sighs> the Bobby. <laughs> um, the Bobby. It it also hurt me because, I mean, we all have our days where we're just not as clean as we could be, right? Mm-hmm. But this motel room is littered with pizza cartons, Chinese takeout cartons, other takeout cartons. Yeah, Bobby's looking around like he can't believe the state of this hotel room. Have the boys never heard of a garbage bag? It was, it was just, it was horrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. Even for how much they talk crap about mo- crappy freak. motel rooms. Like, this looks like the crappiest. This is, this might be. Yeah. And, like, we're not neat freaks by any stretch of the imagination. Like, but you live in a one-room little motel thing. You, you just, you can't. Boys. Oh, you know what it is? What? I mean, they weren't raised by Mary. Mm-mm. And John might have been a Marine. He would teach them how to keep their guns clean and all that. But whenever they were in motel rooms, John was gone on a hunt. Yep. So Dean had to be the one to teach him how to clean up. And let's face it, no kid's going to teach anybody clean up because <laughs> yeah. they're just they're not. They're just going to pay their other siblings. Well, that was it. a nice little, nice little dose of sad. Yeah. Now that we've brought the mood down, let's get back into the show. <laughs> Sam begins our flashback, saying that they went undercover as reporters to investigate the professor that had died. Sam's in a bar talking to a couple of students. He learns about the local legend of the building where the professor died. Yeah, 30 years ago, a student was seeing a professor, but threw herself out the window after he broke things off. <laughs> she threw herself out of room. But they say she jumped six, from room six, six nine. nine. Uh, get it? Nice. Get it? Cause you turn the mind upside, upside, upside down? Spooky. Oh, I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking 69. <laughs> the sex room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Uh, 69, you get it? <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's all Sam needs, so he goes to tell Dean, who's doing shots with a feisty little wildcat named Starla. Sam wants to go check out the professor's office, but Dean wants to stay with Starla, who's got a sister he can hook Sam up. Mm-hmm. But here, Dean whoa, cuts whoa, into whoa, our flashback, saying, that's, on, not dude, that's not how it happened at happened. all. The way he tells it. He can't remember her name, but she was classy. A grad student in anthropology and folklore. Cue our second flashback. Dean, all suave and debonair, and this woman entirely transfixed by him. He wants lore, and she wants the Dean. They just start to make out when Sam walks up. Dean, what do you think, what you're, do you doing? think you're doing? We don't have time for. We don't have time blah, for blah, your blah 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 blah. I did enjoy that in the second iteration of the scene, they were actually savoring those purple nurples. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the point of pounding shots, like? You're not going to taste them or enjoy the alcohol. Come on. That's not why they mix the shots. <laughs> um, and let's start with what I loved about this scene. One, I love that we get to see Mr. Padalecki's acting chop. <laughs> yeah. He can do evil and an idiotic Aww. puppy. He's so diverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I love that 
Uh-huh. Well, I was just going to say that Sam's version is probably closer to the truth because he wasn't taking shots, and being as Dean doesn't remember her name, it probably was Starla. Yeah. But Sam's vision is a little unkind as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I loved about Dean's version of the story and how he told it is you get the romance novel version of Dean where he just wants to be beautiful and told how God, handsome he is. And Thanks. <laughs> he just wants to be loved. I just want to save lives. Lives are at stake. <laughs> um, what I didn't like about this scene, mm-hmm. I, one, I hate the term classy chick. Like, that's so weirdly demeaning. It's like you're trying to say a nice thing, but then you end it in such a demeaning term that it's, nah. Uh, classy um, chick, yeah. Yeah. But what I really don't like is how they used different women to play the same role. Yeah, I wish, I I really wanted it to be the same actress. Mm-hmm. Because they could have really saved it with the same woman being perceived two different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam would see her as a drunk sorority trash monster, and then the same girl, from Dean's point of view, would have been like a really erudite Per- lady to having a drink at a bar, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have um, liked that. Yeah, but they made it weird and gross by almost saying, this is what this kind of woman looks like, and this is what this kind of woman looks like. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we love that Dean just wants to be loved, and that Sam is evil and idiotic. Oh, purple nipples are a real drink, by the way. You probably knew that. Yes, Hannah. A lot of people probably do you haven't that. Spent, you haven't spent enough time drinking in bars. That's all that says about you. Yeah. You anti-lush. <laughs> Sam cuts Dean off, saying that that's not how it happened either. Bobby says something is up because they're arguing like an old married couple. Winchesters rejoice! Dean says Siamese <laughs> twins. But Sam says conjoined. Sam tells Bobby they've just been on the road too long. <laughs> that was great. Hannah. That was great, though. Hannah, I'm telling you, the, the evidence for the Wincest is mounting. I'm not saying that I see it or believe in it, but I see why. Yeah, you can see, see why people ship it, yeah. Yeah, once you're, like, looking for it, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. You're, you are valid, my little Wincester shippers. Wincest shippers? Wincest shippers. Wincestipers. Wincestiper. Wincestiper. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank God for Bobby keeping us all on track. Sam then begins the flashback of them going to the professor's office to investigate a haunting. And the janitor shows up, and they're all like, blah, 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 back and forth. And the boys do a really good job sounding surprised at the news of the professor's death. And they're there to do some sort of, I don't know, electrical work. Their costumes are really lazy this time around, so I can't really tell what they're supposed to be. Yeah, I was only guessing, um, I think... I think one of their shirts said DLC, so I, but... T- Downloadable content? Yeah. 
I thought it said DLC. <sighs> they were trying to install video games. <laughs> yes. And that's why the janitor was like, I don't think this guy's going to need it. But you know what? Who am I to say how the university spends its money? Yeah. <laughs> uh Anyways, the janitor was like, oh, he wasn't alone. He came up here with a bounce. Wow. Um, and he's like, it ain't the first time he's used his office for a little hanksy panks. And yeah. And so Sam is about to, no. And Sam is like, oh, by the way, is there a floor six with the room 69? <laughs> nice on it and the was like no it's four stories and the whole time dean is stuffing his face with what looks like i don't know caramels reese's pieces some sort of confectionery hard to chew thing yeah and i just felt so bad for mr ackles cheeks oh yeah it's yeah oh this had to be the hardest part of his acting career I can just imagine him at the end of this scene just opening his gob and going, blah, blah. He just spits it all out. <laughs> just get there's, it out yeah, of me. No way. Blah. <sighs> Back at the motel room, uh, but still in the flashback, they are going over what they know so far, and they just got nothing. Like, maybe it really was, you know, just a normal old death. And Dean's like, you know what? We've had a lot of cases in our past where we gave up at this point and walked away <laughs> and just thought we solved it because, you know, we investigated for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let's actually do due diligence here and look up the building. Yeah. So Sam gives out his laptop and as soon as he opens, it's all, ah, ah, God. <laughs> and it, actually, it's frozen on our first busty Asian. Our first Bab reference. Ooh la la. Um, Dee's not embarrassed at all. No. And neither is Sam. I, I think because the line for Sam is he just doesn't want to see Dean getting off. Yeah. He's fully aware of everything that gets Dean off. But uh. he just doesn't want to see the act, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Sam knows exactly which of these Asian beauties who have busts that he's into. And he's like, don't touch my stuff anymore. Because this, Hannah, this is the good old days when porn sites were still veritable virus hubs. (sighs) Those days just don't exist anymore. Now it's all safe and protected and, yeah. Yeah. Well, back in the present, Robbie's like, okay, let's forget the porn site because... I don't need to hear any about this. (laughs) Uh, Was you, did you find anything? And the boys were like, no. And it gets weirder. In a flashback to something the boys didn't see, we see a guy in a letterman's jacket walking past the professor's office building. He keeps stopping to look around when suddenly a light from the sky beams him up. In the present, Bobby says, aliens? Aliens? aliens a couple of times then says even if there are aliens they're not coming to earth swiping people and dean agrees bobby goes on to say he hasn't come across any proof it's all just pranks sam says they think so too but they decided to talk to the guy aliens yeah no aliens no yeah does bobby believe in angels at this point no because because technically this is what supernatural has taught us hannah 
Just because you don't have evidence doesn't mean it ain't real. Mm -hmm. You've taught us that supernatural. So you know what I think, Hannah? What's that? Season 15, Aliens. Please? They need some help with this situation. It has to happen. Also, isn't this the same kid from earlier in the bar who is hearing the story about the ghost and was like, it ain't real, Sheila. Yeah, same guy, same guy. Same guy. All right, all right. I just want to make sure I was tracking. Cute flashback of Sam and Dean talking to Letterman Boy in a bar. He's knocking back shots, and Dean tells hey, him to give try those the purple, purple nurples nurples. a shot. And the Letterman Boy, his name is Curtis. Sam asks Curtis what happened, uh-huh. and he says no one believes him. Sam says to give him a chance, and Curtis says he doesn't want this in the papers. So, Dean says it'll be off the record. Curtis explains how he blacked out and lost time. That the aliens did tests and probed him over and over and over. The boys are trying to keep from laughing as Curtis yeah. takes more shots. Some alien he says made the you worst bitch. part was they made him slow, slow dance. dance. And we see a disco ball, low lights, and Curtis slow dancing with a short gray alien. So, one, the slow dancing really is a stroke of genius. <laughs> The loving way the alien acts is genuinely funny. It's adorable. But I have always... (laughs) I have always gotten this scene mixed up with the Soulless Sam Fight the Fairies episode. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, and what's really sad, Hannah, is here, Sam can't keep a straight face, and this is the version of Sam that has a soul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but are we to assume that when he's saying they probed him again and again, that they're talking like they probed him up the butt? Yeah, that is exactly what they are uh, alluding to. So we're talking about rape. Yeah. So the boys are laughing at rape. Yeah, this okay. guy is a jerk yeah. for sure, but we're glossing over the fact that he was sexually assaulted. It's not funny. It's played as funny with the boys mm-hmm. trying not to laugh, but it's not okay. Like, this guy deserves herpes, he doesn't deserve sexual assault. No one deserves sexual assault. Yeah. If you can pretend that his bodily autonomy wasn't violated, this whole scenario would be hysterical. Yeah. 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 But, you know, we're early supernatural, and we still like to make these kinds of jokes. Yes. In the present, Bobby says that they must be exaggerating, but the boys say no. So Bobby figures that Curtis is nuts, but the boys aren't sure. There must be something going on here. Well, now we go to Dean's flashback, and we see, like, this large black circle in the grass outside the same building as last time. And Sam's like, ooh, jet engine, maybe it's aliens. Uh, And if it is, why would they want, like, what would their connection be to a co-ed? And they're like, this is all too weird, we have to keep... Finding evidence before we come to conclusions because we are scientists. <laughs> so they go talk to someone who is in the same frat house as Curtis, mm-hmm. um, who also doesn't believe in aliens. And here we get our famous Sam as a flower child who just wants to treasure life. Yes. This is the boy. This is the sweet boy who does not laugh at rape. Because Sam's all, oh, so this is hard. Well, not so much. Like, oh, I you're want you you're to know. a frat brother. He's going through a hard time, so you must be going through a hard time, too. And he gives him a big hug, and he validates him. I acknowledge your pain. Too precious for this world. And back at the present, Sam was like, I I didn't say nor do 
any of that. And Dean's like, yeah, it's close enough. You're always like this. Like that. And Bobby's looking back and forth at them like, I'm picking up on what's actually happening here. Mm-hmm. And it's not the Wincess tension. I'm telling you that. That's separate. That's for the Wincesters only. Uh, but anyways, back in the flashback, the guy is like, no, I don't need my counselors come for a hug. <laughs> and he's like, this Curtis guy had it coming. He hazed us super bad when we were pledging, like some really sick shit, and he fucking enjoyed it. So at least now he knows how it feels to be right. <sighs> they leave it all vague enough that you're just like, I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. yeah. Back at the motel, Dean is saying, so it doesn't make any sense. The only thing we know is that they were both dickwads. And, you know, Sam, you know, stand for Sam is like, you know, being an asshole isn't that much of a connection. (laughs) When he notices his laptop is missing. And Hannah, you remember the Dell got squashed at the end of season one. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the way, Sam got a brand new fancy laptop. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the Dell was pretty up to date, but it wasn't like the fanciest. It was a little more mid cost. You know, with the credit card fraud, he had just gotten a swanky computer. Oh yeah! And not only was it just frozen up by two thousand six era porn, but now it's just straight up gone. Uh, and Dean's ignoring him and is saying, you know, you know, it's kind of again poetic. I mean, uh, how the punishments are almost crime, poetic. Blah, blah, blah. And he says, actually, it's more of a limerick, and I love that he drops that line, considering what we find out our monster is. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Sam is like, you, you're the one who says we can't let the maids in here. You're the one who leaves all the trash around here. You're the one who leaves your socks in the sink, which I I I will give Sam that socks in the sink. That's that's weird. Is he washing them in the sink? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Washing them yeah. in the sink. But Sam, but Sam, you can't pick up your own trash. You don't need to blame Dean and the, ma- and the lack of maids for that. And Dean, the whole time, is like, why are you going off on me like this? It's, you put your laptop somewhere. I'm sorry. And Sam's like, what would you do if I mess with the Impala? And Dean's like, I will end you. Like, you can't even equate a laptop and this home we have inherited from our father the only yeah. constant in our lives back in the present bobby's like i can't believe i'm playing therapist these assholes dean did you take the laptop no all right moving on what happened real quick i noticed in this scene dean isn't wearing john's coat mm-hmm. and i can't remember the last time we've seen it it's been a while yeah it's been a hot minute also Where's that journal been? I feel like we haven't discussed journal in a while. Yeah, it's been a while since that. Just saying. I think it's it a was lack of a theme. Houses of the Holy is the last that they had the journal. So just a couple episodes ago. But it's been a while. Now, Sam says they didn't see this one either. They just put together the evidence. The victim <laughs> was an animal research scientist. Dean says, you know, a dick, which fits pattern. Um, Dean is against animal testing, and I love him. <laughs> yes. Officially, dick is a pattern. We see this man leaving the professor's building, and he sees something shiny in the sewer, and 
in the sewer grate. He leans down and sees it's a nice watch, so he reaches his hand down into the grate, and we hear a growling, but the man is stuck and can't get away. Who the, Who the fuck, fuck reaches spots? into a sewer grate? Oh my god. But who the fuck spots shit in a grate in the dark? Yeah. Hannah, this man shouldn't have been killed by an animal. Oh no. If this trickster were really thinking about it, he should have been experimented on for his superhuman vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That would be a much more just punishment. Oh, you think it's fun to test animals? See how you like being tested on, bitch. Poke yeah, he should have been abducted and had the test run on him. Anyway. He's a human niffler. Yeah. After hearing Dean say that no cause of death was released because the cops don't know what caused it, we see the boys breaking into the coroner's office. They pull out what's left of the body to find just an arm and a leg. They say he was found right out... Right outside Crawford Hall, where the professor's office is, and near where Curtis was abducted, Sam has Dean grab the lighted magnifying glass, and he finds an alligator's belly scale, which is similar to the old legend of flushing a baby gator and it grows big. They decide to call Bobby, but not before they split up and search the sewer. Um, of course. How did the... One, how did the alligator even get most of him into the grate? But two, how does Sam know what a belly scale from an alligator looks like? I know! It looks like a belly scale. It's so fucking unbelievable! Like, yes, the kid went to fucking Stanford. That doesn't mean he's a walking encyclopedia bullshit. (laughs) Like, he can identify a scale. Okay, yeah, that's one level. I could believe that. It looks like a scale. Then two, to label it as a... Scale from the belly region. Um, alright, maybe you say it's not such a tough scale, maybe it's thinner. But then to specifically be like, it belongs to an alligator? <laughs> uh, Surprise he didn't, like, geez. label it down to its genus. Like, supernaturalist alligatorus. <laughs> and I do love the line that Dean gives about how, about how contacting Bobby is basically superfluous because nobody's ever had this case before. Yeah, it's your typical haunted campus alien abduction alligator in the sewer gig. (laughs) How do you have this movie memorized? Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) But I just wanted to be like, Dean, before you started hunting with your brother again, you also didn't know that Bloody Mary... Oh my gosh, I said it. Um, You never thought that Baby Mary or non-gendered hook person were real either, so... Yeah, it's like, every time you turn around, something you didn't think was real is real, so... Yeah, so give alligators a chance, is what we're saying. Just give them a chance. Can I, can I make you a little sad, Hannah? Hmm. At least this time, they have the resource of a father figure that will actually respond to their calls. I love Bobby. Gotcha. With little needles of pain. In the present, Bobby asks if they found anything, and Dean says he did, just not in the sewer. We see him in flashback. Unfortunately, no sewer layers. No sewer layers. Not this time. We see him in flashback coming out from the sewer and walking back to the Impala. He finds his baby with the tires flat and Sam's money clip on the ground. 
He goes back to the motel and lays into Sam about the tires, showing the money clip to Sam, who wants his money back. Dean refuses. That's my allowance! <laughs> you gave that to me already! It's mine now! <laughs> Dean refuses, saying it's reparations for emotional trauma. Sam tries to snatch it back from Dean, and they start wrestling on the bed for it. Ah, uh, the famous sibling game of keep away, similar to one enacted between Hannah and I over Rice Krispies. Yeah, that's what I think of every time. Um, Bobby inter- <laughs> Two bets. We're, no, we're not done yet, okay. Hannah. Stop trying to move on so fast. I have thoughts. I have feelings. Okay. Two bets on who bought that money clip for Sam. Go. Dean did. Or- <gasps> Yes! Yes! <laughs> <sighs> yeah, she would get him something yeah, nice like that. She would. That's probably also why he was so like, give that fucking back. G- give it back now. He's like, I'm gonna fight you for it. I'm gonna fight you for it. it Sound like you said I will fuck you for it, <laughs> which makes me wonder. <laughs> Are you secretly becoming a Winces shipper? No. Alright. Um, I had two other thoughts. Do you want to hear the funny one first or the sad one first? Sad then funny. We'll end on a good note. Alright. Sam specifically refers to the Impala as Dean's car. Does it ever become their car? Mm, a little bit. <gasps> I mean, I already remarked about how in the later, later, later seasons, you do see Sam, like, going out for solo trips, and he's taking the Impala. Yeah. Love so that. So, eventually it does become unspokenly their car. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Here, it's just Dean's car. It doesn't belong to Sam. Mm-mm. What does Sam have? He has his... He just has his <laughs> he laptop has his and laptop. the money clip he got from Jess. <laughs> yeah. And the funny one. Funny. When Dean discovers the bunny clip, he goes, Sam! Sam! And I'm pretty sure that's one of the Sams they use for the sale music video. <laughs> yes. Sam! That's how I first heard that song, was a Supernatural fan video. It's a good, it's a good song. I think I heard of it from you, just because you're like, this is a great song. Yes. Just listen to it, and then maybe later when you like Supernatural more, I will show that to you, too. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby interrupts this flashback, saying he's had enough. He tells Sam and Dean that if they'd get their heads out of their asses, they'd know what they were dealing with. It's a trickster that's got them so turned around. So it's time to... Name! Name! That! That! Monster! Monster! Ah! So, I feel like we all have a general gist of a trickster, maybe. They, you know, they're kind of all over the planet. We all love our tricksters. They're fun. They are, I saw referred to as boundary crossers. You know, they like to bend the rules and 
twist things around so that they're not technically doing bad things. You know, like, even in this episode, it's shitty that people died, but, I mean... There were shitty people that died. They only got what they did... Yeah, they got what they did to other people, or other animals, in a sense. Granted, this particular trickster maybe took a little too far. Maybe because he's not actually a trickster. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, throughout the world, tricksters, they can be really smart. They can be kind of the dumb butt of the jokes, or a combo of both. Maybe they start out as one and end up as the other. Who knows? They're primarily tools to, like, ask questions that nobody wants to ask, or make fun of authority. You know, they're kind of the the underdog that wants to stick to the man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they like to play tricks on both humans and gods, just depending on where, you know, where in the story they're playing. Um, they're usually male, uh, and going through, I pulled, like, a list of the ones that I know I've heard of most frequently. I gotta say, they're, like, mostly dudes, because I guess women are just too honest and loving and bullshit like that. Mm. so fucking false. I know pretty, I, I, I know pretty, I know plenty of tricksy women who would con the shit out of you. Yeah. Take me, for example. I conned my siblings out of good hard work. <laughs> I was a trickster. All right? Are you hear me, folks? Women are just as capable of being cunning and tricksy and foolish and breaking rules and mocking authority as anybody else. So fuck yeah. Damn straight. But Hannah, here are some common... Not common. And I say most well-known only because they are the ones that I instantly recognize as, oh, yeah, I've heard of these people. We have Coyote. Mm -hmm. Anansi. Mm -hmm. I always love the Anansi tales when they, like, enchant Anansi. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Anansi, Anansi, Anansi. Maui. All right. Most recently made famous by uh, Moana. Yeah. Who's the other one? The M name. Loki. Mm-hmm. We all know Loki. Made famous by the Avengers. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Loki also likes to gender bend. Got pregnant. Gave birth to the horse that Thor was like. Not Thor. Odin was like, that's a fucking dope horse. I'm going to ride your your child, Loki. Thank you. Um... <laughs> Then there's leprechauns, which is why I really appreciated the whole, more like a limerick. Because uh, tricksters really are kind of like limericks. They're, limericks are the tricksters of poems. Yes. Um, Robin Hood, made famous by Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Puck, mm-hmm. made famous by, I don't know, Shakespeare. And then the final one on my list, and maybe this one won't be so well known, but it took me back to my childhood, and I thought maybe yours too a little bit, but Br'er Rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, Br'er Rabbit. Yes. Br'er Rabbit. Br'er Rabbit. Uh, I still have such fond memories, because we would usually only read when we were on vacation, uh, to visit our grandparents, and I guess they had a lot of Rare Rabbit books. Rare Rabbit. And so we would read these books together, and oh my gosh, I love them so much. But what I found so fascinating in this Wikipedia article on tricksters was um, how important the 
trickster role became in African-American literature Mm -hmm. because it was, the trickster was the signifier of how um, the people in slavery could use the world and the rules of the master's house to bend to their will. Like, the example they gave was of the, the signifying monkey, apparently. Um, and it's how the monkey and the lion use the same language. And so, but the monkey speaks figuratively and in symbolic code and the lion takes it all literally. And so the monkey gets away with things and tricks the lion into doing things and thereby subverts the lion and subverts authority, uh, even though they're using the same language. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so the, the monkey and the lion came from, uh, let's see here. It came from Yoruba mythology. Um, but it was like kind of passed down and eventually came to, uh, a very popular African American trickster, uh, Rare Rabbit, who again uses clever language to subvert, uh, society, uh, the societal white norms to try and be recognized mm-hmm. as, you know, autonomous humans. Yeah. 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 And so I I was not expecting at all to, you know, I don't know, learn anything, but <laughs> also <laughs> to come across one of my favorite childhood tales. Yeah. Briar Rabbits. Briar Rabbit. Get them all covered in tar. <sighs> Love it. And that concludes name, name. That. that monster monster. Ah! Bobby says that the trickster is on to them, and that's why things have been so off between them. He says it's a demigod. There's lore about them from across cultures. They're immortal, and they can make things real or vanish at will. Dean asks what they look like, and Bobby says human mostly. Dean turns to Sam and asks what human do they know who's been around Ground Zero this whole time. Confusion, then realization, passes over Sam's face as we switch to a scene of the janitor in his swanky apartment reading a trashy tabloid magazine. It was Weekly World News. Hell yeah. He asks his dog if he could eat, and then says he could eat. Could you eat? I could eat. <laughs> I really cute. expected that dog to turn into something else, and I was really prepared to be very angry about it. <laughs> I, I, I I had my cackles raised. So I was like, oh, they are early enough in the seasons to do something trashy, like have the dog turn into a sexy lady. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, the sexy ladies were still present, but I'm glad it wasn't the dog. <laughs> the dog is a dog. And I am glad. I'm glad it's just a dog. <laughs> he walks over to a table full of sweets holding a glass of champagne and says something, something is missing. missing. Suddenly, two women fade into existence and shares the food with him. Mm. I always feel bad for young women like that who are purely cast to be sexy and, like, lick a stranger. Yeah. I mean, at least they got to punch people later on in the episode, but... yeah. The next morning, the boys are back at Crawford Hall, and the janitor is telling him he had quite, quite the, the night, night last night. night. 
Lots of sex. Lots of sex. Yeah. Like, is it any wonder that this unnamed janitor became a fan fave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> As they're going up the stairs, Sam says he forgot something and he'll catch up with them. But instead, he goes down <laughs> to the locker rooms. Sam's acting is kind of like his aim. It's prone to misfire. Yeah, yeah. He finds Weekly World News magazine in the janitor's locker. Then we see them walking out of the building and Sam is saying, just because he reads that magazine doesn't mean it's our guy, because Dean reads it too. They argue about whether they have enough proof and the trickster watches from the window. Sam tells Dean to keep an eye on the janitor while he goes and looks at the apartment for more proof. The trickster watches them go their separate ways. Sam does mention here the metabolism slash candy deal, right? Yeah, he talks about there wasn't a bunch of candy bars laying around um, because tricksters like sweets. um, That He says that Bobby said they have the metabolism of an insect, and he was like, well, I didn't see candy bars laying around. Yeah, which, one, weird that they would jump from metabolism to candy bars. It could have been burgers. It could have been pasta. I mean, there's a lot of things that carry a lot of calories. Yeah. But, you know, all right, so say... For some reason, off-screen, Bobby had to drop the lore that they have a high metabolism. I guess because they use so much magic? Uh, Yeah. But I really, really wish, and it would have taken fucking nothing, to have had, like, candy wrappers at every crime scene. Legit, Hannah, at first, when Stanford Sam was like, this is the belly scale of an alligator. (laughs) At first, I thought it was a candy wrapper. Oh, man, that would have been funny. Yeah. Uh, that was a really missed opportunity for our dear Supernatural episode put-together people uppers. <laughs> what? You heard me. It was a missed opportunity. Yep. Well, it's nighttime now, and Dean is still lurking outside Crawford Hall, and he's like, ah, fuck it, I'm going inside, I can't wait anymore, patch. <laughs> and he goes, down- he goes downstairs... Sees nothing, goes upstairs, was like, ooh, let me turn my light out, I hear music coming, let me hide my steak, and he goes in the auditorium where the music's coming from, and he's like, ooh la la, some sexy ladies, I am so tempted by these sexy ladies. He's so tempted. I know I have a job to do, but sexy ladies. Hannah, is it weird that I really don't understand Having a sexual impulse so strong that it would make me maybe want to fall for a trap? Hmm. Is that me? Is that weird? You know, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine, you know, going through a haunted house and knowing that, okay, I've got to find this monster or it's going to kill people. And then coming across a den of babes that I find sexually appealing and being like, oh, I could kill the monster. But, oof. I I had to sit here and think. Jeez. I mean, he doesn't fall for it, though. He he does resist temptation. He does know it's a trap. He's just like, man, too bad it's a trap. But he's... No, but Hannah, that presupposes that if it wasn't a trap and they were for real... (laughs) Yeah, he would have taken five. He would have taken five. I'm just, I'm just saying, I can't fathom. I just can't fathom. But Dean 
is at least, he's not strong enough to ignore them, but he's at least strong enough to reluctantly say no. Yeah. When he hears somebody pipe up and say, go ahead, they're all yours, it's a peace offering. And it's the unnamed janitor, and Dean's like, thank you, very generous. I gotta tell you, I love how you operate. But you're killing people, so unfortunately, you know, morals and ethics, blah, blah, blah. 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 And Trickster is like, that's a shame. I kind of liked you. Well, you have to die now because you came alone. And Dean's like, but did I? (laughs) And can we all agree that traps work way better if you don't introduce them? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, this is a a terrible plan and a terrible trap. It's... Like, the opposite of not bad. Yeah. 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 And at this point, yeah, Mr. Trickster Dude is like, Oh, so that fight was fake. Way to play me, bro. And then everybody else is like, No. No. That was... You're a bad trickster if you fell for that. (laughs) But the trickster is like, I can definitely one-up you. Ooh, non-gender chainsaw person. Ha, but you didn't see that coming. (laughs) And chainsaw person attacks Bobby and Sam. Oh, who, by the way, are also wielding these wooden stakes. And Hannah, Mm -hmm. did I miss in this episode twice where they mentioned that they needed wooden stakes in blood to kill a trickster demigod? Yeah, they must have talked about it off screen because I didn't catch it. And a lot of the <laughs> solving of this case happened happened off screen. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, you know, it's all bullshit. It's just a fake show that we shouldn't care about. It's fine. You hush your mouth. <sighs> Anyways, the women are kicking Dean's ass. The chainsaw person is kicking Bobby and... Sam's ass. Bobby is shocked when a chainsaw, you know, cuts a wooden stake in half. Well, that's back in meant to do. <laughs> and as the as the everyone's like down and out, like Sam has knocked over the chainsaw person for a moment, and they're all like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do?" The boys make eye contact, and Sam's like, "I'm gonna throw you the stake, and you're gonna get him." Dean's like, "Yeah, I will get him," <laughs> and. So Sam throws him the stake, and Dean slowly flips it around and slowly jabs into the trickster who stands there and takes it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we did it. But they have to wait and see. The ladies fade. The chainsaw person fades. And Dean you just takes like making the that stake sound out effect. the tr- <laughs> Dean pulls a stake out. The trickster fall back, falls back. Anyways, they're like, all right, let's get out of here. And Sam just loves his chick flick moments. And he's like, before we get to the car, Bobby, let me talk to you. Bobby's like, no, get in the car. And he's like, Dean, let me talk to you. And Dean's like, I got you. I know also that chick flick moments are best savored outside of the Impala. (laughs) Inside the Impala, angsty fights. Outside the Impala, I love you bro moments. And Bobby's like, no, seriously, cops probably will be here soon. Do you want to deal with that whole rigmarole again? And so they get out of there, and the camera goes back to the auditorium, and we're hovering over the dead trickster's body as it fades (laughs) and disappears. And literally nobody is surprised. 
to see that the real trickster is still there, still himself, still alive, still eating chocolate. The end. <laughs> the end. Did Sam ever get his laptop back? No, he's going to have to buy another one. Um, when I first watched this, and probably a couple of times after that, um, I thought they were in a place called Dodge when Bobby said we need to get the hell out of Dodge, because I had never heard that <laughs> reference before. <laughs> and to be fair, at no point in this episode do they say where they are. We have no idea where they are. <gasps> Maybe it's not a real place. Da da da! This was all... Well, no, Bobby had to find them. Maybe Bobby wasn't real. We'll have to see where the next episode picks up. Maybe the next episode will pick up and they'll be like, Man, Bobby just, like, took off in the middle of the night. That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even say goodbye or nothing. Yeah. Oh, our first (coughs) trickster episode. Sorry, I had something in my throat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would you... I guess, you know, maybe sort of want to, you know, like, go into, I don't know, themes? Yeah, all right. All right. I can, I can do that. Open your eyes. Look around you. It's a beautiful life. Uh, my first theme is Trickster Loki. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't write that down. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, I mean, let's go full spoiler. We have the S1. We have changing channels. Mm -hmm. We have Dean dies a million times. It's Tuesday, picking a boke. We have the God Hotel. Um, And then Gabriel's, you know, like dead for a while. For a long while. For a long while. He came back in like, what, season 13, 14? Yeah. And then we have, like, maybe three episodes, four episodes in seasons 13 14 where he bangs Rowena, and I love it. Yes. I mean, I don't, I get it. I don't get it, but I get it, and I love it. Really, who wouldn't want Rowena? All right, Hannah, right? you know what? I lied. I lied. If I was going through a haunted house and I had to kill a monster and I saw Rowena, I might be like, how many chances do I get? Right? In this lifetime. To share a tender moment with Rowena. <laughs> <sighs> Alright. Um, I had the theme of posing as reporters. Nice! Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a hot minute, but it's kind of their go-to. It's not FBI, it's reporters, right? Right. Or electricians. But I feel like electricians dies off later on. I had a theme of costumes. Yeah, I had it too, only lazy costumes. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been this lazy, Hannah, since they rolled up to a crime scene on a bridge in their regular old plaid shirts and jeans and whipped out U.S. Marshal IDs and were like, yeah, yeah, we're totally U.S. Marshals. We're like 22 and 25. (laughs) Totally makes sense. You're an asshole cop. Ow, Sam, why are you kicking me? <laughs> um, I had a theme of sibling fights. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
Now, sibling fights being, like, the goofy, petty fights, not the real, we're yeah. miscommunicating because yeah. you drink Damon blood and you took the mark of Cain, had a donkey jaw. Yeah. Kind of fights, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I picked up on your little theme, Hannah. Dean eating. Nice. That hungry boy, he gave all him cereals to Sam growing up. <sighs> I had a theme of... What else you got? What else you got? I had a theme of alcohol. Yes, queen. That was my second most important theme. Because we had not only a shit ton, a metric shit ton of purple nurples, but we also had beer mm-hmm. and champagne mm-hmm. this episode. I mean, all we needed was some wine, and I think we would have hit the quaff quadrifecta. Yeah, yep. quadrifecta. That's a word. <laughs> quadrifecta. Um, how about them babs? Those bustiest of Asian beauties. Yeah. I mean, our trickster lad will become more associated with Casa Erotica, which. Ooh, shouldn't Sam have recognized the janitor? Because Sam's <laughs> the one who watches Casa Erotica. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be fair. To be Unless fair. he's only in that one episode, but still. Nope. To be fair, Sam's not looking at the faces. True. I had a theme of lockpick. Yes, 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 yes. And we actually get a close-up shot of the lockpicks. How did people, how has nobody made like a compilation gift gif set of all the lockpicks throughout the seasons? Yeah, I don't know They're that so anyone would do to that. what the boys do. I mean, I'm kind of tempted after we've watched the whole season <laughs> and been like. Please. Not season, series. Please do it. Um, I don't know. Is breaking and entering still a theme for us? I feel like we quit keeping track of that because that's. They do it everywhere they go. Hey, I'll take it. Is, is there an episode that goes by where they don't commit some sort of crime? No. <laughs> Just straight up, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they broke into the morgue and the lockers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. What else you got? Um, a hotel we see again. I don't know. What? Like, I am pretty sure... That this is the same hotel room that Sam is in with Genevieve, uh, Ruby, when Dean first comes back from the dead. I'm pretty sure that's the same exact hotel room. Could you tell because the same Chinese takeout boxes were still on the counter? (laughs) No, like the color of the walls and stuff, the lighting, it just seemed the same. Also, the trash. Yeah, I know. I feel ya. <laughs> I only have two more themes. I had three more. Morg. Morg, nice. It's a, it's a smorgasbord. <laughs> I had a theme of Bobby. It's a Bobby sode. Bob Pod. It's a Bob Pod. You're so right. Uh, this is probably one of our first solid Bob Pods in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he's not, he's in it for more than just two minutes at the end. Um, my final little thematic moment was it's a trap it's a trip yeah yeah the boys done laid the shittiest trap we might ever witness from the two of them their daddy would be ashamed um i had a theme of aliens because we have another episode where it's not aliens but it's aliens too many
make a theme. Fine. I have, My last theme is flashback episode. Yes. We've already had two. Two others, because the Strigu episode was definitely flashback. Mm-hmm. And the bad cop, wait. Man. Murder Peter. What's the name of the, yeah, Murder Peter. What's the name of the Murder Peter episode? The usual sus- suspects. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank God I'll for be here all week. dirty ass brain. <laughs> Are those the only two flashback episodes we've had so far? Yeah. <sighs> yes. Because I did the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. <sighs> Was that it for themes, Hannah? Mm-hmm. All right. You know what theme we haven't had in a, li- in a while? What? Libraries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the poor libraries have officially died. <laughs> no. no. The second we say libraries are dead, we'll get more libraries. Yeah. Which I am not opposed to. I am a huge Love supporter of libraries. Love me a good library. You know what else I love, Hannah? What? (laughs) I'm not going to tell you until I tell you what I hate. All right, tell me what you hated. Paint the sky your favorite color. All right. I'll just go from... I already talked about them. But I'll go from small to big. All right. Because in general... We all love this episode, right? Yeah. Nobody looks at this episode and like, hmm, problematic app. You know, not a fun episode to watch. So, of course, they didn't check Bobby. You know, that's, a, that's, I have trouble believing all of that shit, right? Mm-hmm. The, the drunk woman shaming, the, the, they didn't use the same, the same actress for the same role when that would have been a way more non-offensive way to do shit, you know? Yeah. And playing off rape as a joke it's just yeah yeah it just it puts a bad taste in your mouth that makes the rest of the episode a little hard to enjoy because you just want to like everybody's saying all right all right Kendall Hannah, let's go on let's watch the rest of the show and we're like but did you see what happened in, no just back there no just back there they're like, no, 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 we've got this really funny bit about hugging and two precious for this world. And you're like, yes, but you just had a person raped in your story right there. Oh, and we're hugging, and it's funny, and he deserved aliens. So you're saying he deserved to be assaulted. And we're going on, and look, the brothers are fighting over the car. It, it's... Crocodiles! Sam knows about alligator scales! Isn't that funny? Like, uh, but, but back, back there? Do you remember what happened back there? Yeah. 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 So that's I what I hated. To, what? I came to hate those very same things as we discussed this episode, um, but when I was taking notes, all I could think of was that I hated this episode was mostly flashbacks, but only because it made it so hard to write up plot notes. <laughs> It was fun to watch, but did you think about me, Supernatural writers? <laughs> did you think about Did you think me about me at to, all in this? <laughs> did you think about me having to recap this show in an episodic uh, podcast format? No, you did only you? thought of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very selfish. I see you and I see your selfishness. I would like a written apology. I I did enjoy the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a, 
it was a little jarring back and forth, and you couldn't really t- tell where you were in the story sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I definitely thought the whole alien scene went on way too long. It was... A lot of the scenes went on way too long, actually. They could have made those scenes a little shorter and made the flashbacks a little more succinct. And, you know, given any time at all to them making a plan to take down a fucking trickster guy. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen more planning. Mm-hmm. It's like we were left out that's of their one, planning that's like the number entirely. One, <laughs> that's the number one complaint we have about this show, Hannah, <laughs> is we don't see them solve the case. <laughs> <laughs> they just make us assume. They just force us to be like, just trust that, yes, they did the legwork. <laughs> what did you love? Okay, um, I loved that this is really and truly their first playful comedic episode. Mm-hmm. Um, It's rusty. It's incomplete. It's frankly offensive at parts. But it got enough of a reaction, a positive reaction, mm-hmm. that... It convinced them to continue peppering comedic episodes throughout the rest of the series. And for that, we do have to love and appreciate this episode. Because this is the episode that opened the doorway for, is it Yeah, it's stepping stone to uh, other funny Absolutely. episodes that we get. What's the ghost fever Dean gets where he's like terrified? And then the, the French mistake and... You know, some of the truly favorite episodes of this whole series probably could have happened without this first one. Yeah, it, it really paved the way. Thank, yeah. Thanks for the jokes about rape, because then we got the rubber knife and I'm painted like a French whore. <laughs> what did you love? painted <laughs> whore. Um, yes. Would you like to know what I loved? I loved... <laughs> Bobby so much this episode. He is so patient throughout the backstory, the flashback story. Then he just lays into them about what dumbasses they've been. Like really, like he was their dad. Like what yes. they should have. Uh, he was such a parent when he was getting on to them about being dumbos. Um, I was so sad he didn't say idiot this episode because it would have been so perfect. Like, I just kept expecting it from his mouth. And then him cutting short the chick flick moment at the end, like, classic Bobby. Love him. Bobby never did get to have kids, huh? Mm-mm. He already had, he, gra- he raised two great boys. <sighs> he, yes, from adulthood, which shows it's never too late to adopt. Mm-hmm. Never too late to adopt. Well, Hannah. Yes, Kendall. This was a fun little dalliance. Yeah. Into some comedy. Offensive, offensive comedy. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Is there, let's see if there is any comedic potential in our next episode of Sisters Talk Brothers. I doubt it. <laughs> Sisters Talk Brothers, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 16, Roadkill. Molly and her husband are driving along a long deserted highway at night when they come upon a farmer in the middle of the road who Molly tries unsuccessfully to not hit. Next thing she knows, her husband is missing and the farmer is chasing her. Things get worse when the Winchesters inform Molly that the farmer is actually a highway ghost who, it seems, appears annually to get his revenge on her. 
This synopsis was brought to us by Durful85 on imdb.com. Thank you, Durful. Thank you, IMDb. Thank you, Durful and IMDb. Hannah. Yes, Kendall. Is this the episode where we spend a significant portion with just her and her story and being chased, then out of nowhere the Winchesters show up, and by the end of the episode we find out that she's been the ghost all along? Yep. That's season two, huh? Yep. This is a good twist episode. I mean, they're really starting to play with the format a lot this as early as yeah, season two. I'm I'm hoping I like it more this time around. I remember not caring for this episode. Is this one of those that you would skip? Yep. Oh. So I I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a chance uh, for the podcast for the fans for the, for fans. the fans. I will. But yeah, no, when we watched it together, I didn't let you skip episodes with me, right? Right. Yeah. I, I'm a completionist. You were like, oh, this one's not important to plot. I was like, I don't fucking care. You want to watch a show with me or you don't want to watch a show with me? Like, <laughs> your mind. You either love this show or you don't love this show. You don't just skip the bad ones because you don't like them as much. <laughs> well, of course, I watch every single episode, but like on rewatches, I would skip them. Now, see, I'm such a completionist that like... There are some Star Trek episodes that aren't as good as others, like a lot of them, but you still, if you're doing like a rewatch, you watch all of them. All right, well, Hannah, if listeners wanted to write in and tell you which episodes you should never, ever skip, like Roadkill, where could they reach you? They could contact me on Tumblr, that's Jailbreak Fiend. Or Everything Overlord, that's Mamisha Blog. Oh, Damisha. Uh, they can contact me on Instagram, also Jailbreak Fiend, or the both of us on Tumblr at Sisters Talk Brothers. And if they wanted to congratulate you for correctly watching TV shows, how would they get in contact with you, Kendall? They would praise me and my perfectionism at Kindle Abroad on Tumblr or on Instagram at Kindle, Kindle, Kindle. And if they wanted to tell us both that we're both valid each in our own way because, you know, our pain is real and we're too precious for this world, they would reach us at Sisters Talk Brothers at Jamale.com. I have nothing else to add for this episode. This line is perfection. Yeah. This line is perfection. Can we just play the whole episode in our episode? Is that legal? <laughs> I just I just like the the two flashbacks of Sam. Exaggerated Sam is the best Sam. That's why we all love solo Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So, tune in next week for more monsters. More brothers. And more sisters. Bye. Bye. Arthur Clark. Clark. Clocks. <laughs> oh, Hannah.
Yeah, Professor Cox is so close to Power Cox. <laughs> he had a Power Cock. Stop. Power Cock. <laughs> how would you say it? 30 years ago, a sto- a sto- 30 years ago, a student went seeing a prof- went seeing a professor? God damn it, Hannah. Was seeing a professor. Yeah, 30 years ago, a student was I know. And specifically, it comes from the alligator that's found in the New York bayous. That's not a thing, but whatever. <laughs> that is, that is, they'd get, that if they'd get their heads out of their asses, they'd know that, fucking fuck. That if they'd get their heads out of their asses, they'd know what they were dealing with. It was too hard to do doo-doo-doos this episode. It would have been like every two seconds you'd have heard yeah. my annoying voice and you're going, <laughs> And you just like making that sound effect. Tr- 